So as many of you know, I read and often use in my sermons uh, selections from contemporary poetry or literature. I find that short narrative poems often express aspects of faith that make the biblical texts come to life for us. One of the earliest experiences that I had of poetry bringing to life the scriptures occurred when I was in seminary in the 1970s. A drama class in the seminary presented a reading of W.H. Auden's For the Time Being, a Christmas Oratorio, a piece that was written in 1941-42 during the height of World War II. Auden originally wrote the poem for it to be set to music by his friend Benjamin Britten, but the poem became too complex for such a task. It is 1,500 words, 52 pages long, about three-fourths of the length of Macbeth. Its complex phrasing makes it hard to absorb simply by listening. So I bought a copy the next day, and I have read and reread the copy of For the Time Being virtually every Advent or Christmas since. What I want to share today in what is a different uh, format for a sermon are five stanzas of the poem, and they are printed in your bulletin. They are stanzas that are spoken or sung by the solo and chorus, which follow the part of the poem in which Auden gives an account of the angel Gabriel's announcement of the upcoming birth of the Messiah to a startled Mary. Last night's sermon, Christmas Eve service that, that I led, focused on this same passage from the Gospel of Luke. Auden's stanzas, the way he has written the poem, his stanzas serve as a response on the part of various types of people to the announcement of the birth of Christ. Intellectuals represented by the Magi were wise men. The great represented by these same royal figures as we sing the hymn, We Three Kings. The small represented by the shepherds. The young represented by a child. And the old as represented by the biblical figures of Simeon and Anna. Laura and Amanda Wilcox will join me in this effort as they will read the appropriate scriptures and you will join us in these efforts as you will sing appropriate carols along the way of this narrative. The carols match the responses of these various individuals to the announcement of the birth of Christ. Let us pray. Lord, as we gather today to celebrate the birth of Christ, lead the responses that we see in others to deepen and enrich our own response. In the name of the Holy Child, we pray. Amen. So let us begin with the Annunciation. It is not uh, printed in your bulletin, but you may find it in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. 
In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel then said to Mary, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now this is the event, the scripture, to which the choruses in Auden respond. And the first response to this enunciation comes from knowledge. Let number and weight rejoice in this hour of their translation into conscious happiness. For the whole in every part, the truth at the proper center of language and distress is recognized in Mary's heart, singing and dancing. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. 
On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned, warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. In Matthew's text, the wise men represent the most learned individuals and class of people in their day. They also are depicted throughout Christianity and throughout our hymns as people of power and wealth, we three kings. So the second response to the Annunciation, as Auden presents it, comes from what he calls the great. Let even the great rejoice. Though buffeted by admirers and arrogant as noon, the rich and the lovely have seen for an infinitesimal moment in another's eye till their own reflection came between singing and dancing. So we move from the response of knowledge and the response of the great, the powerful, the wealthy. And the third response in Auden comes from the small. Let even the small rejoice, though threatened from purple rostra and dazed by the soldier's drum proclaiming total defeat. The general loquacious public have been puzzled and struck dumb, hearing in every, every street, singing and dancing. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph, and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. The next response comes from the young. Let even the young rejoice. Lovers at their betrayal, weeping alone in the night, have fallen asleep as they heard, though too far off to be certain they had not imagined it, sounds that made grief absurd, singing and dancing. After this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they among so many people? Jesus said, make the people sit down. 
Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about 5,000 in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, Gather up the fragments left over, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves, left by those who had eaten, they filled twelve baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, This is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. The final response in Auden's poem comes from the aged. Let even the old rejoice, the bleak and the dim, abandoned by impulse and regret, are startled out of their lives, for to footsteps long expected their ruins echo, yet the demolisher arrives, singing and dancing. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna the daughter of Samuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, and then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for redemption of Jerusalem. Let us now go to God in prayer. God of all creation and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, We lift our hearts and minds this day to give thanks to you for coming to us as Emmanuel, God with us, as Jesus Christ, born of Mary. In an age in which we value knowledge and think we know more than we do, use the knowledge that you have given us in science, in technology, in law, in medicine, in literature, in the arts, in statecraft, in political theory, in economics, in philosophy, in theology. Use the knowledge you have given us to see in Mary's heart, trusting the angel, singing and dancing. 
Let us place our knowledge at the service of our faith that we may find joy in both. For God, in a city which pervades, in which power pervades, in Auden's words, the great buffeted by admirers, give all in power, rich and lovely, the ability to see in the heart of another their own reflection, that they may be led humbly to singing and dancing. In a world in which so many are threatened from the purple rasta, rostra of tyranny, in which many are dazed by the soldier's drum, save the small, the ordinary, the quiet, the humble, from, inj from injury emanating from those in power, let even the smallest and weakest among us have reason for singing and dancing. Let the young who grieve over love lost and all who grieve for any reason find in the birth of Christ, in his life and teaching, in his death and resurrection, in his gift of his spirit, a true and lasting sense of God with us. That every grief we know, real as they are, will in the end have been rendered absurd in the healing power of the resurrection of Christ. Lord, let even the old rejoice. Let those whose eyesight has grown dim and hopes for health bleak find in your presence and your promise of eternity singing and dancing. Let even the old never lose their youthful ability to rejoice. In every stanza of Auden's chorus, we have read a, pro we have read a proclamation of fears. There's a way. There's a voice. We have heard that voice this season, last night, this day. We have been shown that way. Give us the ability like, like Magi to follow a star and present gifts. Give us the ability like shepherds to rise up and follow. We give you thanks for the voice and the way for its ultimacy in our lives and for the prayer we make in the name of the child born today who is both voice and way for us. In his prayer we join. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.